Six times to follow up in podcasting. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 322. Thank you for joining me for The Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Effective follow-up can make a huge difference to the growth and success of your podcast. Whether your podcast is for business and financial profit, or maybe your podcast is simply for fun or opportunities or relationships or all of those other things that profit stands for. Go back and listen to that episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash profit to learn more about P-R-O-F-I-T. In this episode, though, I want to talk about six times to follow up in podcasting so that you can grow your podcast, better engage with your audience, and better take advantage of the opportunities that podcasting can present to you. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes for episode 322, tap inside of your app to view them or go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash follow-up. Before I get into these details, remember that International Podcast Day is coming up on September 30th, and you might be listening to this after September 30th, so maybe you missed International Podcast Day. Well, it's an annual international event. Go to internationalpodcastday.com to find out all the details about it. This is a day we can celebrate podcasting, celebrate the change that podcasts have made in our own lives, as well as the change that we see it making in other people's lives. Whether you are a podcast fan or a podcaster, you can celebrate on this day and you can help podcasting grow. In fact, I'll be presenting a session about that at 1 p.m. Pacific time on September 30th during the 30-hour live stream from International Podcast Day. And I'll be talking about how you can help podcasting grow. And there are so many other great sessions planned for live streaming during International Podcast Day, actually starting the night before, because September 30th hits other countries before it hits America. So go to internationalpodcastday.com to check out the full schedule and find out how you can participate on International Podcast Day, September 30th. And I hope that you will join us in celebrating podcasting and joining and starting that conversation with others. So six times to follow up in podcasting. Number one, follow up after publishing episodes. Your work isn't done when you click publish. Now it's time for you to promote that episode that you just published. Yes, you can simply publish it and your subscribers will automatically receive the episode. But where's the enthusiasm in that? Where's the engagement with your audience? Where's the growth potential? By simply putting it out there, you're not doing much to grow it. That's why you need to follow up with yourself after you publish your episodes. For example, you could share it on your social network accounts. You could pull out quotable moments to turn into images or those things that are commonly called audiograms, such as with a tool like Wave, my favorite tool for creating those kinds of audiograms. Or you could pull out quotables for tweets that you send out or that you put in your show notes that your audience can send out. You can send an email to your subscribers if you have an email list, letting them know that your latest episode is available or adjusting your templates, however you do that to promote your latest episode. You could share your latest episode on relevant communities and please do this appropriately without being an evil spammer. 
You could also follow up by responding to comments on that episode, whether they be comments on the show notes or tweets back in response to your sharing that episode. And you can continue promoting that episode for as long as it's relevant. And if you have timeless content, that could be a very long time. If you have very timely content, that might be for a much shorter time. But that doesn't mean you can only tweet it or post about it once. Even if it's timely content and it has a very short life of relevance, you can still promote it a couple times in a day, maybe once in the morning and once in the evening. Because not everyone who follows you will have seen that first time that you mentioned it. Maybe not even the second time. So it is okay to repeat, not repeat extremely frequently, like multiple times per hour, but maybe repeat once a day for the first week or every couple of days, something like that. And that depends also on the specific social network. Like Facebook, you don't need to repost the same thing over and over, but on Twitter, That's a little bit more acceptable because people may not have seen your first tweet about it, but they see your second or your third or your 20th tweet about it. Just be ethical in how you're doing that and don't be a spammer. One of my favorite tools for this kind of timeless and recurring sharing is Social Jukebox because you can load up a queue that will automatically post out on a regular basis. So whenever I create a new episode, I add it to that queue that then gets promoted and reshared along with a bunch of older but timeless episodes. You could also look at another tool like Buffer, which allows you to load up a queue to post out once and then not repeat it. So maybe you schedule the next week's worth of tweets about your new episode, and then you let it sit after that. It's up to you what the best method is that you want to use, but I have links to all of these tools I just mentioned in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash follow-up or possibly visible with a simple tap inside of your podcast app. That's number one, follow-up after publishing episodes. Number two, follow-up after events. I think it's ironic that after my previous episode about mistakes to avoid at events, I made a mistake myself and forgot to include something, which kind of makes sense because I'm very bad at this, and that is follow-up. Follow-up after events. And if you don't follow up, that's a big mistake. When you attend an event of any kind, whether that's a podcasting conference, a conference or event relevant to your niche, or maybe it's just a simple meetup with other podcasters, you probably meet new people or you get some new ideas or you have things that you'll need to take action on when you return from that event. So your investment, whether that be financial or simply in time, to be at that event could be a complete waste if you don't follow up afterward. For people you meet, I recommend collecting a business card or something like that that would allow you to remember them and write something on it about your conversation or maybe the next step that you want to take with that person, how you want to follow up with them. And to help you keep a record of this and maybe make it more actionable, you can scan cards with a program like Evernote and then even set a reminder on that card scan. When you return, or maybe even right there from the event, You can then easily follow up with an email or some other form of contact with that person. When you get an idea or you learn something you want to try, make sure that you record that and you make it accessible to you later and you review it in some way. So if you write it down on paper or you use a program like Evernote or something else, review those notes, those action steps. You could even set a reminder for yourself or schedule time for yourself later to review your notes and implement those actions that you learned. 
I suggest maybe scheduling that for a week later. So that way you have some time to catch up when you return, but then you've also set aside time to actually put into action the stuff that you learned. This is number two, follow up after events. Number three, follow up after interviewing. When you interview someone else on your podcast, follow up with a simple and genuine note of gratefulness. And then when you publish the episode, send another follow-up with the relevant links and some suggested messages and other resources your guest can use to share the episode with their audience. But please don't pester your guest to promote your show. Your success does not depend on them. Your success depends on you. You already received their greatest value they had to offer. That's the content they shared in your episode. The extra step they may take to promote that episode, consider that a bonus. But don't make it the goal for you to get guests on your podcast to try and leverage their influence to grow your podcast. That's a wrong motivation. Instead, focus on the value they offer and follow up with them right after the interview to express how much you appreciate the value they contributed and follow up when that episode is published so that they have the option to share it with their audience, and you make it as easy as possible to share with their audience. Inside of Podcaster Society, we've been working on some templates that you could use to be able to follow up with your guests. So some example tweets, Facebook posts, templates, images, quotables, that kind of thing, collecting ideas and sharing those inside of the community. And that's over at podcastersociety.com which is open indefinitely. Don't worry, I'm not doing this fake open-close thing. It's now open. The renovations are complete, and it's open for new members, and the new process, structure, organization, and everything is fantastic, and the new members that have been coming in have loved it, and the members who have been there for now more than two years have also loved the new changes. You can check that out at podcastersociety.com. And this is number three, follow-up after interviewing. Number four, on the other side of interviews, Follow up after guesting. When you are a guest on someone else's podcast, make sure you follow up with any promises you made to the host or to their audience. For example, any kind of free offer, opt-in, or engaging in the comments or the community after your episode is published. Even if the host doesn't ask you to, please follow up by promoting your appearance on their podcast. You could even consider adding it to a reposting queue to share on your social networks every few weeks or so, and Social Jukebox is a great tool for that. Edgar is good too. Edgar is a bit more expensive though, and uh, Social Jukebox, I just like a lot of the ways that they do things and prefer their way a little bit over Edgar. And this kind of follow-up will be greatly appreciated by that person who interviewed you which could then lead to other opportunities in the future or could then strengthen your relationship. If you are that really good guest who shares the episode, who gets excited about the value you shared in their podcast, and you are part of their community. So that's number four, follow up after guesting. Number five, follow up after requests. Whether you're asking for a guest or a product to review, you're asking for feedback on something, or you're making any kind of other request, first, please be patient and allow some time for that person to read and respond to your request or do whatever action you're asking them to. But don't leave it alone for too long. I recommend give them at least a week, maybe even two weeks, and then consider a quick follow-up message or even a phone call to ensure that they saw your first request. Don't 
bombard them with reminders and such. Respect their time and respect that they might have been too busy to address your request when they first received it. So it's a simple reminder to them. I really like Boomerang for Gmail to manage this kind of email-based follow-up because I can set Boomerang to send a thread back to me at a later date based on certain conditions, such as if they haven't responded, bring this email back to my inbox. Or if they haven't opened the email, bring this email back to my inbox. Or pick a date regardless of engagement so that that email thread will come back to you and you can follow up on it in whatever way is appropriate. This has been huge for me, especially when I was doing consulting for the public. Now, I don't do one-on-one consulting anymore. I refer that out to someone else. I do some consulting only to members of Podcaster Society, but outside of the society, I don't do that anymore. But when I did do one-on-one consulting, this was huge for me to keep that going. Someone would email me a question or email a request for consulting. I would send them back an email, letting them know their options, and then I'd wait a little bit. And if they didn't respond after a certain amount of time, I would then follow up because Boomerang for Gmail would bring their email back to me and I'd realize, oh yeah, they haven't responded yet. I'll send them a quick follow-up and then set Boomerang to bring it back to me maybe a week later. And then if they still didn't respond, at some point I would say, I guess you must have already gotten your solution figured out. I'm glad for you. And I would let them go. And then it wouldn't come back to me anymore after that. Boomerang for Gmail. I've got a link in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash follow-up. And that's number five, follow-up after requests. Number six, follow-up after offers. If you offer something to your audience, first of all, make sure you actually deliver on what you're offering them, and you can then follow up to ensure they received that thing you're offering them. For example, if there's some kind of time-limited deal that you're offering to your email subscribers, you might send an email one week before it expires, and then make sure you send another email before the offer actually expires. So you're reminding them, you're giving them that last day chance. But be sure to filter out anyone who is already taking you up on the offer or said that they're not interested in the offer. So that way you're not meaninglessly spamming them with something that they've already done or that they've already expressed they're not interested in. And then for those people who take you up on some kind of offer, whether that be a free download, a product that they purchased from you, a scheduled interview or opportunity or anything like that, follow up to ensure they received what they expected. You could also then take the opportunity to connect them with more relevant stuff, whether that be paid or free stuff. For example, I can promote my SEO for Podcasters course to anyone who previously accessed my free podcast SEO cheat sheet. Or maybe there's something else I could recommend if someone opted in or downloaded some other resource. So that's number six, follow up after offers. These six times to follow up in podcasting are number one, follow up after publishing episodes. Number two, follow up after events. Number three, follow up after interviewing. Number four, follow up after guesting. Number five, follow up after requests. And number six, follow up after offers. Get the links to these resources and tools that I mentioned to help you to follow up in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash follow up or inside of your podcast apps. And I'd love for you to go to the website and comment to share what other ways that you follow up in podcasting or to share some tips or tools that help you to follow up. That's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash follow up. Thanks to Ronnie Obenhaas from the United States of America and host of Redeeming Bad Movies 
who wrote this kind review for the Audacity to Podcast, saying, Thank you, Daniel. Your positivity and passion have inspired me to start my own podcast. Your episodes helped to give me confidence to just start. I feel like my content has gotten better over time, and I owe a lot of that to you. So thank you, sir. The Good in the Bad by the Ugly podcast, which I think he has since renamed to Redeeming Bad Movies. But he said, it's a passion project of mine to try and get people to rethink their initial ratings of movies. With your enthusiasm, I was able to add a voice to my thoughts. I love that. That's what podcasting is, adding a voice to your thoughts and connecting you with other people who share that same thought or want to share in that same voice. And Ronnie continued saying, now with my ramblings, the army that is my listeners can help bring a movie from the brink of obscurity to the safety of mediocrity. Great poetry there. Thank you. Well, thank you, Ronnie. His podcast is Redeeming Bad Movies, and you can check that out at redeemingbadmovies.com. Here's the description from Apple Podcasts. Join me, Ronnie Obenhaus, as I look at movies that have been left behind. Quick caveat, I'm not a professional critic. I just enjoy movies a lot. Like, it's probably unhealthy. Every time I read or hear a review, it always seems negative. So I thought I'd bring some positivity and make you question why a movie was rated so low. I will be talking about the ones that have an IMDb rating of 4.9 or lower because I had to cut it off somewhere. I redeem movies every Tuesday. Check it out at redeemingbadmovies.com. I'm sure there's so many bad movies you've probably seen and you might be more interested to redeem those. That's at redeemingbadmovies.com. Also, thanks to Alan C. Paul, known as AP88Keys in Apple Podcasts, and from the United States and host of the God and Gigs show, who wrote this kind review saying, when I first realized that a podcast would be a good fit for my project, God and Gigs, my faith-centered community of mainstream artists and musicians, I was immediately worried that I wouldn't be able to figure out all the nuances of yet another broadcast medium. After a few fruitless Google searches, I found Daniel's show and his clear and concise style immediately made it seem less stressful to find the information. I'm thankful for the show for helping me successfully launch the first episode of the God and Gigs show. And at this point, Alan is now four episodes into the God and Gigs show. And you can check that out at godandgigs.com. Here's the description from Apple Podcasts. The God and Gigs show focuses on helping artists excel in everyday life. Author and musician Alan C. Paul and singer-slash-songwriter Chris Style Renee discuss real-life issues that creative artists face and present interviews with faith-centered creatives who are making things happen. If that interests you, check it out at godandgigs.com. And I have the links to both of those podcasts in the show notes for this episode. Hey, if you write a review for the Audacity to Podcast, here's what I want to hear from you. What have you been able to apply to your own podcast? What's something that you've learned? What's something that has changed your podcasting? And please make sure to include the name of your podcast. You might even want to include your real name if it's not obvious from your podcast listing or from your Apple podcast username. You can get the link to do that and get the links to these shows and all of the other tools I mentioned in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash follow up. I hope you'll join me for International Podcast Day coming up on September 30th. Learn more about that at internationalpodcastday.com. Let's start this conversation. Let's bring the world to podcasts. 
So go tell someone else about podcasts. Go buy some swag that says International Podcast Day on it, mug, t-shirts, and more over at internationalpodcastday.com and let's help podcasting grow. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the audacitytopodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.